Warning, this show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. My enemies are many. My equals are none. They fear me like a force of nature, a dealer in thunder and death. I say, I am Emperor! You're listening to The Emperor and the Emperor's Court. It's a celebration of mediocrity. All this energy calling me back where it comes from. It's such a crude attitude. It's back where it belongs. All the little kids growing up on the skids. We're going Cleveland Rocks, Cleveland Rocks. Jumping Jean Jean, Moody James Dean. We're going Cleveland Rocks. From the shores of Lake Erie to the banks of the Cuyahoga, live from the war room here in Cleveland, Ohio, USA. We'll adjust that there, see if that helps. Wow, that didn't help at all. Well, that's annoying. Does it sound like I'm really far away? It does in my headphones. I don't know if it does in anybody else's. I don't know. This thing's been acting up all day. I, I That's why I started the show a little late is because, well, that and because Minerva wouldn't get out of the way. But um, there we go. All right. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is the Emperor's Court here on ElfGeekRadio.com. I am your host, the Emperor Julian Studio, by no one this evening. I hear Emperor loves Pokemon Go. Fuck off. Uh, Lulu is actually on her way back from Columbus today. Uh, she got a late break. She wasn't supposed to head out this late or this late this morning, but uh, she is on her way back. She is not here yet, so she is not on the program this evening. I am actually hoping for an update from Hawkeye as to how his leg is doing, because he's pretty much been house-ridden for a while now. Turning this way up, and now there's a big difference. And I'm trying to figure out why it is all of a sudden my levels are so off when it comes to the microphone. It shouldn't be that way, but I don't know, ladies and gentlemen... Windows 10 had an update that went through, and I wonder if that has something to do with it. Who knows? Anyway, as long as you can hear me, I guess that's all that matters. Uh, I, yeah, True says your levels are going up and down. They're stable now. I, yeah, I was kind of fiddling with that on my end because I was showing that it, it, the levels were not bouncing the way they're supposed to. Yeah, Sam was having a problem. The microphones were having a problem. And keep in mind, the set is never changed from one week to the next. As soon as we're done, we turn the power off. We take everything off. The We unhook it from the uh, computer. I'm sorry, from the uh, uh, outlet. It all stays in the same tables. We move the tables to the side of the room, and then we leave them there until the following week. So nothing changes. The broadcast computer itself is only used on Sundays when we do the show. Nothing else. Yeah, the Windows 10 upgrade it was huge, and I, I think that's probably what messed with this thing because it took me a good 20 minutes for it to find the uh, 
uh, well, for Sam and Coda to find the uh, Alisa Spore to actually start working. So a little behind the scenes mumbo jumbo that none of you really care about, other than the fact that we're now able to do the show. So here we are. So Bast is working tonight. Lulu is out of town. Hawkeye is still crippled. So that leaves me. Lucky you. But we do have quite a, thing, a few things to get to this evening. Now, obviously, the big story out there is Pokemon Go, which we'll get to momentarily. Uh, real quick as to how my week has been. It was a week from hell. The last two have been absolutely awful. Mainly work-related stuff has nothing to do with anything I can talk about on the show. It's just been grueling. It's been uh, the kind of work week that affects your dreams. You know what I'm talking about, where you... It's so involved that you start dreaming about stuff that you're doing at work, people, meetings, problems, things like that. That's how these last two weeks have been. And I'm looking forward to getting through this next week because if we do, I'm on vacation for two weeks. Thank God. And let me tell you, folks, I am limping into this, needing a recharge in the worst way. Uh, It just... A lot of hours being put in every single week. And I understand everybody's got the same deal. Everybody works hard. But at least in my particular situation, I don't decompress as best as I should. I don't sleep as well as I should. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. Now, having said that, so these uh, upcoming, these nice two weeks of vacation start next month. Uh, basically, I'm pretty much on vacation from uh, the 10th of what? Well, hang on. Let's see if I can find it. A look at the August. Uh, there we go. So basically from so Sunday the 7th until Sunday the 21st, two weeks, I am on vacation. Now, obviously, programming note, there will be no show Sunday the 14th because we will be in Baltimore. Two weeks from tonight, we will be at Oticon wrapping up. Actually, Oticon will have wrapped up by this point because the convention always shuts down about 5 o'clock. The last panel is usually done by 4. We're usually out of there by 3. So between uh, Wednesday the 10th and Monday the 15th, we will be in Baltimore for Oticon. If you are attending, there's a couple of you that have told me you are. Let us know so we know where to avoid you. Is that too cruel? Does that mean? Is that too honest? Epic Lurker, when you say you dream about work, do those dreams end with the words guilty on all charges? No, I'm not embezzling money or going on some weird postal shooting spree. That's horrific. Pokemon, get the fuck out of my gym. Team Valor and poor instinct. Yeah. True says, yep, but uh, here I work in IT. Having dreams of fixing people's PC is odd. Try dreaming about micromanagement in StarCraft 2. I, I, you know what? I have dreamt about games before, although it's very, very rare. It has happened. Now, it's funny to listen to Lulu talk. When, she, when, when she's sleeping, you can hear her talking. She will go through entire conversations with people at her office about, and she will say, send that email to. It's very funny. Miriam and I sit here and we just kind of laugh like I'm curious what exactly she's doing in her dream, but it's actually very funny, and it's always work-related. She talks in her sleep constantly. From my understanding is I don't, but I certainly dream about it enough, and I wish I wouldn't. Somebody told me you can train yourself to dream a certain way, although 
not sure how much I believe that. I'm still recovering from my wounds. Earned last Saturday, not this one, but the one prior, at the epic softball tournament at the end of the season. I don't need bandages anymore. I'm not bleeding everywhere, which is nice. Nice to change the pace when you can finally, you know, get enough scabs that you don't want to jump out of your skin every time something bumps you. Although it's still pretty bad. But no, this week was spent uh, making sure everything's ready for the trip, reconfirming our hotel reservations, making sure we got our badges, making sure we've got all of our uh, registration completed, making sure the house is in order. I know we're two weeks out, but still, got to get a grip on things now. Plus, it's nice to think about and start preparing for because it kind of puts you in that mood, that mode for vacation. I didn't see this. Sorry, True. Only 30 minutes late. Is Varyar back? Just kidding. I don't know if this is true. And I somebody told me that he's not doing Rivalcast anymore. Or they're not doing Rivalcast anymore. I, I, I don't think their website works the way it's supposed to. Or, or I checked their forums a couple months ago and it didn't seem like it was updating correctly. Like the uh, dates and all that were way out of whack. Artemis says, you can you can train, train your dreams, Emperor, but those dreams don't recover as much energy as you random dream. Well, right now I'm not recovering anything. I'm getting about four hours of sleep, if that. There's just too much to do. And you, know, you get into that kind of mode where you can't get your mind to shut down. It just spins up in a cycle. And you're constantly thinking, all right, tomorrow I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. That kind of thing. gotta be a better way to, to relieve that. I'll have to look into that at some point. I'm hoping though, two weeks of relative quiet I can start to wind down a little bit. Trying to get as much done at work as I can so that when I come back I don't have this giant heaping workload sitting on my desk, although I know I will. Bleh. What are you gonna do? The other thing that was interesting this week is I got a uh, email from Blizzard. And apparently they're now working on, although I'm guessing this is probably not news, I imagine this has been out for a few weeks, um, that they're working on a streaming service that you'll be able to use and broadcast whatever you're doing live to Facebook. It'll link right to your Facebook page. You basically push a button, kind of like how Twitch does with uh, OBS broadcasting. Easy to fix that, just take one or two days off. Yeah, if only. But anyways, yeah, what you do is you stream. It'll stream Heroes of the Storm, because I believe right now that's the only game this is working for. But supposedly, I have not tried it. I downloaded the beta tools last night. I have not looked into it. Um, I talked a little bit about it with Sinvicta last night, but from what I understand, he's not using it. I think he's sticking with his Twitch stream for now. It's interesting, though, to think about it. They're coming at this now. And I have two minds about this. People go to Twitch. It's kind of like the thing now. It used to be Justin TV and Live 365 and the rest of these that you'd go to to watch esports and things of that nature. And it doesn't anymore. Um, True says, speaking of broken sites, your RSS feed shows the last two shows are both Sunday, July the 10th. That's strange. I will try to correct that after the show. I don't know why it should. But yes, I will look at that. Are the shows at least downloading correctly? Are you at least allowed to listen to them? I guess the posting date isn't as important. If it says, if the episode number, you know, clicks up once, you can see it's a different episode. 
But people have kind of gotten into the habit of going to Twitch when it comes to uh, watching esports and watching streaming and things of that nature. And they, you know, you can start to monetize that. But here, Blizzard is not working with that. They're kind of going off on their own, as is Blizzard's want, and giving you tools and ability to go ahead and watch uh, via Facebook. And I don't know how viable that is. And I, I guess the question is, are they attempting... attempting? Are they attempting to try to get new players into the game by, let's say I start streaming on... And the weird thing is, it's tied into my personal uh, Facebook. It's not tied into the Empress Court Facebook. I don't know why that is. I'm guessing at some point along the way, I needed something from Blizzard for some reason, and I ended up using my personal Facebook. I don't know what that is. It's kind of strange, but I'm guessing that's how it happened. At any rate, um, if I'm streaming to Facebook and people who aren't familiar with it happen to click on my Facebook and notice, hey, there's an ongoing event. I can watch this. Huh, what's that? That looks like a cool game. Oh, is that Emperor swearing at people? Maybe that would attract more players. Obviously, more people go to Facebook than go to Twitch. You know, I get that. But your audience is different. People go to Twitch knowing exactly what you're going to be doing. You're looking for a specific stream of a specific game, or maybe you're just going to channel surf, and you're looking at games. When it comes to Facebook, nobody goes to Facebook looking for that kind of thing. So I'm not really sure what the kind of audience you're trying to appeal to. I, I, you know, I think it's a cool idea. They're trying to rope in a whole new audience and bring people in that normally aren't familiar with that kind of game. But I plan on at least attempting to try it out sometime over the vacation. I'll have a few days where I won't actually have something going on that I'll actually be able to take a look at and see if we can't, you know, putz around with it, see what comes off it. But I was hoping to get some feedback from somebody who'd actually used it, but all the broadcasters I know of that have access to the, to the beta haven't tried it. So it kind of kind of throws us. No, I haven't heard of anybody who has it. I, I haven't heard of anybody who uses it. I know people who have it, just not who use it. Correct. So I guess we'll find out. Just ticking off the things I want to get to this evening. Um... Now, I kind of throw off my game here. It's annoying because, uh, one, having to get the show fixed on the fly. And I always hate doing that. And I granted, it happens more often than it probably should. It's very aggravating because nothing changes. I don't change the computer. We don't change the, the wiring. Nothing. It seems like every month we have at least one glitch of some oddity. I don't know. So the Windows 10 update is coming past. Uh, I think it was, what, the 29th? Hopefully everybody upgraded. If you didn't, well, you're SOL. You got Windows 7 support for a few more years, but your chance for a free upgrade, I think, has expired. But speaking of using free things, let us get to the meat of my discussion this evening. And I'm sure it will come as no surprise to a lot of you, especially if you have been watching me or follow me on twi uh, on Twitter. I always get that confused, Twitch and Twitter. Trying is the first step towards failure. And that's pretty much where we're going with this thing. I, I wish I had some kind of sounder for this specific failure. And considering my... Artemis says, yes, it's gone. You want to be more specific? I, I may have asked a, relative, or a rhetorical question earlier, but I've kind of moved out the discussion. I don't remember what it is I was talking about. What's gone? 
Got it. Um, anyways, so Pokemon Go. Jesus Christ. It was fig- it figures just three weeks ago we were talking about how this game had literally changed society. How things were so much different, all because of the stupid app. How more people were using it than using any other app out there. Tens of millions, hundreds of millions of players on Pokemon Go. I myself got into it. I'm about ready to hit level 20, which for me, considering the limited amount of time I have to play, I think it's pretty good. Artemis says, yes, the chance of free Windows 10 upgrade has come and gone. So if you missed out, you are out of luck. And today, it's a whole different conversation. Now we're talking about the collapse of Niantic Labs. Now we're talking about the failure of the game, that everything has gone completely to shit, that Niantic Labs has shit the bed quite literally on this one. The update went in later this evening. Well, here's the problem. If you're not playing Pokemon Go, and I find it hard to believe there's many out there who listen to this show that aren't, or aren't at least familiar with how it works, it's simple. You download the game, and then what it does is it uses Google Maps, and then it it puts out, you know, Pokemon all over the world. In your neighborhood, you know, special Pokemon will show up at landmarks and in parks. Special Pokemon, you know, show up. Water Pokemon are near giant bodies of water. Fire Pokemon are near volcanoes and deserts. Shit like that. And... Now we have a game where, uh, from its inception, many times the servers were offline. It wouldn't work, even during prime time, when people are going to be out walking around. Because you have to be outside to go ahead and catch this stuff. In order to go to a, a Pocus stop, usually as some kind of you know local landmark. You know, you have gyms where you can actually fight other people. And at restaurants and landmarks and stores and things like that. Uh, bar Louie, which is a, a popular bar and restaurant chain in, or at least around here in Cleveland, had one at Crocker Park last night, and it was a battle royal, battle royale. Everybody that got to Bar Louie uh, was able to go ahead and get, um, was able to go ahead and get you know uh, uh, drink specials and appetizer specials, and you could battle out because there is a gym that the game put in there right where Bar Louie is located. Everybody in the restaurant can access it. Within 100 feet, you can get to it. So there's supposed to be this huge battle, and then they were giving out prizes throughout the night. Whoever controlled the gym at the stroke of midnight was declared the Pokemon champion of Bar Louie was given a $25 gift card. I thought that was a hell of a marketing campaign. We were talking about it here at the the house. I myself put one in for our sports store. Unfortunately, our sports store is in a place where no Pokemon spawn, so it didn't really work out. Artemis says, fire Pokemon, rock, and ground are nowhere to be found. No shit. Did the Asian die on a boat with a boner? Wrong one. But yeah, same thing. Fire Pokemon, rock, and ground Pokemon, you can't find anywhere. At least around here either. You can't. Grass, bug, poison, flying, all over the place. Downtown Lake Erie, water Pokemon everywhere. There was a mini stampede going to the pier over behind the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on Wednesday. Lulu and I were there because a Lickitung spawned next to a tree right along where the pier ends. And I didn't realize how far back it, was, it things went past the Rock and Roll of Fame. I've never really gone past there. But there's a good, you know, seven, 800 feet behind there. A couple other restaurants, a couple other you know, little touristy places. And then, obviously, there's the new uh, pier where they put it in. And it's, you know, got roped off with huge, you know, ship chains and... But yeah, everybody starts running to this one spot, and we have no idea. You know, we were 
walking around collecting Pokemon because it was kind of interesting. It was a nice day. I had worked downtown, so did she. Uh, Mystic Mim had a thing she was going to, so I didn't have anywhere to be. I'm like, fuck it, let's go. So we went out, we went walking around, caught a bunch of Pokemon. It was interesting because there's obviously far more to find around Lake Erie. Problem again, servers were up and down all day. You'd catch a Pokemon, all of a sudden your game would freeze. And it was funny because somebody posted a picture on Twitter called Schrodinger's Pokeball. And it was what I found funny was the Pokemon is both caught and loose at the same time because the game is notorious for freezing after you catch a Pokemon, randomly, it will just freeze. When you restart the game, sometimes you caught it, sometimes you didn't. No rhyme or reason to any of it. The audio cuts out all the time. There's glitches all the time. The sucker eats your battery like a fucking, I don't know, Ethiopian in front of a buffet. If I last an hour and a half walking around, that's it. Artemis says, at least it isn't the exclusive Vaporeon. Yeah, I saw that too, the uh, video of that. What exclusive Vaporeon? I, I wasn't aware there was anything different than the one that I was able to evolve. True says, the game wasn't ready for prime time. I think the E3 stuff pushed them to release it well before it was ready. Oh, I agree. You know, then the tracking thing was what really pissed me off. Now, the game used to have a tracking feature, meaning the closer you got to a Pokemon that was in within, a, like, what, 300 yards or 300 feet, it would slowly... You know, count yourself down. And on your tracker would show it's got three paws, 300 feet. Two paws, 200 feet. One paw, 100 feet. It doesn't give you a direction as to where you can find them. So you have to kind of trial and error and walk around until you see it start to click down. Once it starts clicking down, you know you're headed in the right direction until eventually you catch it. Huh. Well, after the first two weeks, it broke. Whatever update they put in all of a sudden stopped it from working. So now... All the Pokemon were showing three paws, meaning every Pokemon was in 300 feet. No matter where you walked, now at least you could click on one individually. And if it blinked, that means you were headed in the general direction and your the amount of uh, area was actually clicking down. You were getting closer. With the update that went in last night, they have removed that altogether. For two weeks now, they have known this error has existed. For two weeks now, they have known that the servers have become consistently worse and consistently more unstable. Rather than fixing it, they continue to roll the game out into other territories. Canada, Hong Kong, more places in Europe, more places in Asia. Why? Why do you continue to roll a game out that's not working in the place you currently have it out for? If your two biggest markets, Japan and the United States, aren't working, maybe you should stop Fix the game, and then worry about rolling it out to other territories. Yes, I know. The argument is that there are people in other countries downloading the game and playing it anyways who didn't have access to it. So what? The amount of people doing that is still a drop in the bucket compared to those those territories that actually have the fucking game. True says, what's funny is my local fries has like eight Pokestops in the store. I was there for 45 minutes yesterday, walking the aisles, restocking my Pokeballs, and grabbing Pidgeys. The three-step glitch first appeared the first day Denmark got it. Site loaded in before the bugs. It's Artemis. Okay, again, fix the problems. That's kind of a big one. If the entire point of the game is for you to walk around, hence the word go in the title, perhaps you should fix the one feature that would help you to walk around to catch 
the monsters in the game. It is, at its very basic sense, the very definition and purpose of the game. Rather than fix it, they patched it out of the game last night. Let that sink in. Rather than fix the predominant feature in the game, they simply removed it from the game. At least I was able to click on one specific Pokemon and watch the little blinking radar. If I started walking towards it, it started to blink. So at least I had a general idea of which way to go. Even that feature is now gone. Now, the other sodomizing part of all this is the fact that there were several websites, PokeVision being one of them, which I had started to use, PokeRadar, which is actually an app that was able to get around all the problems that they were having at Neontic Labs and allow you to at least go to find out where the Pokemon were spawning and exactly at what time. Well, I'm sorry, not at what time, but how long the Pokemon was going to remain there before it disappeared because everything's finite. It doesn't stay there all day. Instead, they got cease and desist orders and were forced to take down their websites this morning. I don't know if there has been a company this large with this large of a opening for an intellectual property that has so fucked over not only the very spirit of the game they created, but the player base who decided to back them and download it. The size of this is phenomenal. Truth says, someone on Reddit said he cracked the SSL and found out that the three-track bug was caused by the Google Maps API throwing back errors due to too many queries. They should have known that. If that was the case, that that it was being overloaded because the amount of people running around looking for Pokemon, why was that not thought of? You know, it's the same thing with Blizzard had when they released World of Warcraft, and they said, well, we were caught by how popular it was. Really? The fact that the beta keys were going for a grand on eBay didn't give you some kind of idea of how popular it was going to be? That the Warcraft franchise itself had been one of the highest selling RTSs of all time? But you had no idea that you were going to need more servers to, to handle that kind of load. You have Pokemon, which has been a feature for every kid for 20 years. The target audience may have been kids, but guess what, shitbags? It's the 20, 30, and 40-some-year-olds who grew up with it, either as teenagers or with their little kids, who have the phones and who have the disposable income to buy your in-game apps. We're the ones that are playing the game, and they should have known that. If they had a system set up where Google Maps couldn't handle the load of how many people were walking around sending automatic queries about individual Pokemon, then that should have been addressed, altered, or changed at that time. Rather than explaining any of this, the company has been silent. They had their Comic-Con release and they were supposed to, the, the word was, they were going to have a, a exclusive Pokemon release for those who were attending the event. Nah, couldn't get that going either. But I'll tell you, what's the worst kick in the ass out of all this? (laughs) If you have iOS, if you have an Apple phone, an iPhone, 
that there's a good chance that you woke up this morning, turned on your Pokemon uh, Go, realized it had updated, and you have lost everything. It has wiped you back to, to zero. Now, this is what happened to Lulu, and I will tell you that she was in near tears. Uh, she's actually been putting a lot of time into this, which is weird. She's not a big video game player uh, these days. But, yeah, hers wiped out zero. It took over a day before the company actually came out, because this, this patch went in yesterday. It took them almost a day before they came out and said, yeah, uh, some people on iOS may experience a problem. Don't worry. Your information is still there. It could be because we did an update to our Google, whatever it is, our Google accounts on our side, and this is what messed everything up. So, and then it gives a this this list of things you have to do. You have to log out. You have to erase the app. You have to reapply the app. Log in because it may have inadvertently created a second Google account. Now, I know Lulu has done this three times following the the uh, instructions they put on their Twitter about 3 or 4 o'clock this afternoon, Eastern, and it has not worked. Hers is still set at zero. And she's logging in with her actual Google account, not this this clone ghost account they claim is happening. People on Reddit, people on the Internet claiming this is a bunch of bullshit. Whatever your solution is giving us isn't working. Chooses or people are people are logging in and out a few times to try and fix it. That's ridiculous that they should have to do that. Is there no kind of quality assurance testing? Is there nothing out there for this? I mean, we're not talking about you know having a, a million different individual custom computers that you have to worry about when you're making software for a video game for a PC. You have an Android. And you have an iOS. That's it. It's one or the other. Yeah, Microsoft, fuck that. Artemis says, simple fix. Step one, throw your iPhone in the garbage. Step two, buy a Nexus phone. Step three, enjoy freedom. I've got Android. I've got a Samsung. I didn't have a problem with it. My problem was the fact that the game has rarely worked the way it's supposed to. And now it doesn't work the way it's supposed to at all. Plus, you got the tracker with the with the eggs. You can get eggs at these Pokestops. And the more you walk, supposing you're in an incubator, it starts to count down. There's a two-kilometer egg, a five, and a ten. Well, it doesn't always count. And that's been widely, you know, uh, uh, attested to on the Internet as well, is that that isn't working. I, I, I don't know what kind of Q&A went into this. My guess is very little to none. There is absolutely no excuse for this game to be operating at this level. Two and a half billion or three billion or however much it was that we talked about that Nintendo got in their stock bump. You wait till things open tomorrow at the stock market. I'll be real curious to see what happens. Now, the thing is, and Nintendo's already said this, they aren't necessarily seeing a whole lot of kickback on the profits of this because it's been licensed to Niantic. They've already paid their flat fee. Poor you, Amp. Samsung is the devil. Never going to buy one, even if I could get it for a buck for their flagship. Wow. True says, yeah, my 10-kilometer eggs have been uh, taking forever to hatch. Mine do constantly. I've got a 10-kilometer. It's taken me, and I walk quite a bit. I walk about, I don't know, three and a half, four miles a night. In fact, let me pull this up here. I'm going to grab my phone. Turn on here. Pokemon, and it'll go. We'll see where I'm at. 
but to lose everything that wow uh, and I, I feel for Lulu and people who have got in fact uh, Mystic Man was laughing um, kind of in a, a kind of a dickish way but uh, she was out shopping this afternoon and she informed the girl behind the counter who was talking about Pokemon Go with her uh, uh, co-worker that do you have an iPhone she said yes and Mr. Grimm said, well, then chances are your account's been wiped out. The woman or the girl grabs her phone, although she's not apparently not supposed to at the counter, turns it on, goes to Pokemon Go and realizes and shows her that her account has been wiped to zero. Now, you may be asking what this cool patch did that wiped everything out. Let me see. Let's check my eggs here real quick. All right. Let's see. I've got. Yeah, a 10 kilometer egg, which has been stuck at six kilometers now for three days. I've got uh, two fives, one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, two-kilometer eggs. Make it sit there for a lot of care. So, yes, I did spend a little money on this, uh, this game. Now, there are in-game products you can get. Uh, what I had bought, and it wasn't a great deal of money, but I bought in-game uh, currency so I could buy incubators. These are the things you put the eggs in. So that while I'm walking around, these things are hatching and I can gain Pokemon that I wouldn't ordinarily have access to. Like the fire, the rock, the ground. Because I live in the Midwest and we don't have any of those things that supposedly these things spawn at. Uh, electric as well. Oh yeah, no, they spawn at substations. Yes, because we want to be walking around an electric substation. That's safe. Well, fire Pokemon, uh, they appear on sunny days. It's been in the mid-90s in Cleveland for three weeks. I haven't seen a cloud for days. Not one goddamn fire Pokemon to be found anywhere. No rock, no ground. So whatever I hatch is all that I get. Like I said, plenty of grass and flying and poison and bug. Because I'm in the Midwest and we have all those things. Lots of trees, lots of grass, lots of green. Lots of water. So I used money to buy in-game coinage to buy incubators so that I could start hatching all of these Pokemon while I'm out walking. I'm the competitive kind of guy. I like to walk over to the local gyms, and there are some within walking distance, and trash the kids. Like these Team Valor fags that go out there, Team Valor! Dead! Dead! My Snorlax named Diabetes trashed him. I have a Poran's named the Liquidator. I have a Dragonite named Trogdor. I go in there and just just fry him. She says, funny story, I got a Magneton outside of my local Fry's Electronics. Only one I've ever seen. I haven't seen one either. I hatched a Voltorb, I think that was it. That and the Jolteon I was able to get. Oh, I did find an Electabuzz. The point is, that I spent money to get these things so I could walk around. Right, I know those are the exclusive ones. I've got Taurus. I've got a bunch of them. So it kind of pissed me off when today I, you know, I wake up and I was going to do my morning walk only to find out that I can't use the locator to find any Pokemon in my area because they patched it out of the game. Enough is enough. So obviously as things get rolling, especially on Reddit, um... Yes, I have... Actually, I have a gold duck named Darkwing. 
True says I'm a Darkwing Duck fan. Of course I am. My Jolteon is named Megavolt. My Vaporeon is the Liquidator. Artemis, he's got the Mr. Mime. He got one Mr. Mime. Okay, well, that's because you're... I think that's an exclusive to what? Asia? I think. Uh, 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 Europe, rather. So as Reddit gets going, people are, are posting left and right about all these these issues that people are having. One thing leads to another, and the next thing you know, people are demanding refunds. Now, it, there's this is a tale of, of two cities here. All right, a tale of two companies. If you have an Apple iOS, if you have an Apple iPhone, okay, you can go on iTunes, demand a refund, and by and large, Apple is going ahead and giving you those refunds, even back to the beginning of the game. The game's only been out for less than a month now. They weren't, they weren't even blinking, and there was plenty of people on there that were uh, working for Apple who are various techs posting, this is confirmed, I'm a level tech, or I'm a level two technician or whatever, or tier two. You know, this is... this. Genghis Khan equals Prison Isle. What the fuck is Prison Isle? I feel like I should know that, but I don't. I've never even heard of it. Genghis Khan is only in Prison Isle. I know I keep getting sidetracked here, but... All right, the hell is this? Uh, oh, it's the Isle of Wight? Oh, all right. So the Genghis Khan's can only be found in the Isle of Wight over by England? Piss on that. That's stupid. Let's put a uh, exclusive Pokemon in a place that no one lives and can go to. I, okay, I know people live on the Isle of Wight, but eh. a few hundred thousand versus the rest of the world. Screw them. Anyways, so people demanding refunds. Eh, eh. No. Uh, Prison Isle of Wight. Uh, apparently, yeah, it's Isle of Wight. Apparently there's more than one. True's telling me Australia, which to me would make more sense. New Zealand for Kangas Khan. All right, so I'm guessing there must be more than one. Isle of Man Prison. I'll click on this thing here. Uh, it's a used prison located in the Jury Parish, the Isle of Man. Prison operated by Isle of Man Prison Service. Okay, bye. Couldn't they just say Australia? I don't know. The hell with it. So essentially, if you're going through iTunes, you had no problem. Your refunds were getting uh, processed left and right. Now, my understanding is, and I could be wrong, but is of the time of this broadcast, the money was actually coming from the coffers of Apple, who then I can only assume will turn around and then go back and get it back from the Antic Labs. Google, on the other hand, does things a little differently. If you bought through Google, like I did, in-game purchase or through Google Play, you have 24 hours, sometimes 48, depending on the game, to ask for a refund. Now, the incubators I bought, I have not started making The artist for making a bad joke, Australia started as a... Yeah, I know it was a penal colony. But, okay, well, I can see where the people can be confused by that. I guess if you were in Australia, it would make more sense right, off the, right from the get-go. But Anyhow, um, Google will not honor any of it. Now, my argument is that I bought these stupid little incubators to be used on eggs that I could then hatch while walking around playing the game. What's the point? 
I can't walk around playing the game anymore. If I'm walking around to not only hatch the eggs, but catch Pokemon in the wild, that is no longer an ability I can use because I can't find anything I'm looking for. The tracker, the whole point of the game, is no longer in the game. And that's ignoring all the other problems that this thing has, including, and most especially, the server being down almost as much as it's been up. Enough is enough. So I send my ticket in because I see all these Apple people getting their refunds. And here I am with Google. So I send it in. Now, granted, it's not a great deal of money. This is the first game I've ever really downloaded to my phone. I've only had a smartphone for about a year. I've never had a game on it, and I've never done an in-game purchase on a phone. So I send out the email and the ticket. And it kicks back and says, yeah, thanks, but uh, no refund. You will have to go to the company to get any kind of refund because your 24 hours expired. Sorry. So I go to the ending website. Mm, no refunds being uh, tendered or offered or honored. Okay. So I go looking for a Google number. I find one and I call Google. And the first option is if, you know, it's asking you, what is this about? And the first option is uh, if this is about music, games, or apps, press one. Well, I do so. It then says, if this is about music, press 1. If it's about apps or games, press 2. Why press 2? It says, thank you. Somebody will be with you shortly. Yada, 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 yada. It's immediately followed by, we are no longer taking calls at the moment. Uh, Please try again another time. Click. Well, now I'm just downright pissed. So to make sure this wasn't just a weird error or glitch, I repeated the process. It only took a minute. Call, wait, press number one, press number two. And again, we're not taking calls at the moment. Please try again another time. Click. Now it says on the Google site, phone support, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So I call back third time. But this time I don't go for the apps or the music. Now I know some of you are sitting at home saying, but Amp it's a game on your phone. Just delete it and be done with it. Who cares about that money? It's not going to make or break you. And you know nameless person listening to this responding to me in my mind you're right. It's not going to make or break it. However there is a principle to the matter. And that is Niantic isn't get, doesn't get hurt if I, you know stop playing the game today. If I uninstall it from my phone, they've already got my money. And I found it very ironic that they can go ahead and get the servers to process my payment immediately with no glitch of any kind. And yet they can't actually keep the game up that I'm paying for. It's the principle of the matter at this point. Here we go. Google help page for phone support. Right on top, it says, we apologize for any inconvenience you are experiencing with Pokemon Go. Please contact the developer with any issues. Google Play support agents are unable to resolve this issue at this time. Au contraire. I'm sorry, but I'm going to go ahead and dispute that momentarily as I'm building up to that. Uh, This is on the support.google.com. It's right there. It's at the top. Meaning, obviously, thousands of people are now calling in with this very same issue. Now, this should tell you something. If iTunes and Apple are willing to go ahead and refund their customers without a second thought back to the beginning of the game's launch, 
that speaks volumes that they are taking the side of the consumer versus the developer who has obviously fucked everybody over even if they have to pay out of their own pockets and get it back from the developer later Google on the other hand is saying nope not a problem you're fucked go talk to Niantic which if I remember correctly it's an offshoot of Google So I call a third time. This time I ask for technical support. Well, wouldn't you know, the phone call is immediately answered by a woman who gave me a very Anglicanized name, which I'm quite sure probably didn't go to that person. In other words, it was uh, it was a uh, call center in a part of the subcontinent that was answering the phone for me. And I explained to this young lady about my issue, the fact that they were not answering phone calls. This is about three thirty, four o'clock this afternoon. Explained to her my situation, explained why I wanted a refund, and why it was that apparently if I had chosen to go with Apple when I bought a smartphone, I wouldn't be having this issue right now. I could have done it through iTunes and been done. Well, she says, well, I understand that, but I'm tech support and I only have limited ability to help you. I said, oh, I know. But I'm guessing you, who actually work in the same call center and company, can probably go ahead and transfer me to somebody in your app and application department who can take my call and help me out. So there's a pause. She says, well, okay, yeah. Yeah, let me do that. Okay, well, that answers in my mind that they simply weren't there today. Obviously, there are people in their application department. They're simply not answering the phones. I wonder why. So she takes that for my information, my Google account, my name, my number, stuff like that transfers me over to somebody at their site. And I talk to another person who gives me a very Anglicanized name, Anglicanized name, which I'm guessing probably doesn't go to it. Also from the subcontinent, I'm guessing. And I explain to her the situation. And she's relatively familiar with what I'm talking about, which means that I'm not the first person to have contacted them today unless they're the ones who are answering all the emails because the rumor was that if you put on the Google support page that you wanted a call back that chances are you would get your refund because they simply can't process the amount of people wanting a call back to discuss why this game isn't working and why they want their money back. So I go running about with her to what she says well you've got to go after the developer to get your money back. (laughs) No, no. No, I don't. No, I don't. Even if Niantic was giving, uh, was re- doing refunds, which they aren't, or I've seen no proof of it thus far, no, I don't. And I said, ma'am, what you're basically telling me is that Google is more interested in taking the side of the developer than it is their personal consumer. Now, I've had my phone for less than a year. I decided to go with Android uh, over iPhone. If you're now telling me that going forward in the future, if I happen to download a program or buy a program from Google Play that for whatever reason down the road stops working, doesn't work, or I have an issue with, you've now told me I have no recourse to get a refund unless the company that I, that makes the game happens to be in a good mood and decides to give it to me. Where if I had an Apple phone, an iPhone, using iTunes, I would know, just based on the experience I see everybody else having, that in the event that I had a program or game that didn't work or it stopped working after I had purchased it, that they've got my back and will make it good. 
that they'll go to bat for the little person, give him my refund, and then come after the company themselves. Because you know what? Niantic probably doesn't give a shit if Emperor 1G is pissed off at them. Yeah, they probably don't care that I'm telling this to a, you know, a few thousands of people on my iPod or my uh, uh, podcast. Yeah, maybe. But you know what? I bet Niantic really cares if Apple's pissed off. If Apple calls up their CEO and says, hey, you know, fuckstick, we just processed 20,000 refunds because your game doesn't work. We're going to go ahead and pull your app in our game and your game from our store. And we're going to put a warning out there to everybody else until you get this fixed and you reimburse us the money we put out there. My guess is they're probably going to pay a lot more attention to Apple than they would me. I'm paraphrasing now what I've told this woman. And there's a pause. And, well, okay. Yes, I, I can see that. I apologize for the inconvenience. I said, no, no, no. You don't have to apologize. You're the ones who allowed us to download the game. You're the ones who allowed to go into your uh, store. So your company's the one that vetted saying this is okay to go ahead and buy. I know it's free to play, but in-game apps or in-game purchases. I'm asking you to refund the money that I have spent on a game that doesn't work. I said, you can go ahead and delete it from my phone. I don't care. What's the point? doesn't work. And the thing was, the items I bought, I never got a chance to use anyways. What's the point? And said as much. We went running about. She finally says, all right, I'm going to escalate this. Again, I don't know why. Puts me on hold. About 10 minutes comes back and goes by. She comes back. Okay, well, we agree with you. You're right. We are going to take the stance that we're going to back the customer over the developer. We're going to issue a full refund. They sent me an email to my Google account. I've got it. it takes three to five business days. The money will be back in my account. I thanked her for her time. She was very helpful. Hung up the phone. And there we are. Now, it could be that I was one of those people that just happened to get lucky because I actually called them about it and instead of just sending the email, waiting for the rejections, going, aw, shucks, and putting up with it. I did not go into a standing tirade. I didn't have to. I made it very clear I was agitated and upset, and I told her as much. I'm like, look, I understand. It's a game on my phone. Is the world going to come to a crashing end? No. Am I going to go bankrupt because I don't have this money in my account? No. Is that the point? No. If I pay for something that doesn't work, I'm going to get my money back. If I see a company like this give no shits about its customers, guess what? I got a problem with that. Maybe it was only 10 bucks. Okay. It's still 10 bucks. I went to the antic that they don't have now. And I made sure I went on Google Play and I made sure I re-rated it. And from before I gave it, at the, when I first started playing it, to a one, which is what it should be. It's a fantastic concept. It's a great idea. It doesn't work. At least not in practice. At least not now. And I think they kind of hit on it earlier when you know they mentioned uh, the IRC chat said, this is a game that wasn't ready for prime time. They kicked it out the door anyways. I agree. It wasn't. I don't know why they felt the need. They had to get it out there to capitalize on it. Now, granted, yes, the game probably should come out in the summertime for the most populous countries because we're going to be outdoors a lot more. Come wintertime, you know what? 
in the middle of January in Cleveland, I am not outside walking the streets of Cleveland looking for Pokemon. I'm not going near the Frozen Lake area. You can kiss my ass. 20 below with 30 mile an hour winds. Fuck off. I ain't doing it. So it made sense to get this out there. However, you got to believe, and I was looking at some of the reviews earlier that I had on Reddit where it was just, it showed the reviews went up, you know, uh, this is for, you know, application reviews, app reviews, okay? Hovering around a four, four and a half when the game first came out the first week because it's new, it's novel, it's cool, everyone's playing it. And then as all the problems start to roll in, the tracker doesn't work, the servers aren't, you know, working, uh, all of a sudden there's memory leak, it's eating up your battery, you know, you can't throw a Pokeball and catch something without freezing your, your phone. Then these things start to, you know, kind of dovetail down to about three and a half, three. Since early this morning, it's now around a one overall, as it should. Truth says, I've never had issues getting refunds from broken stuff from Google, but I also have a YouTube Red and a Google uh, FI sub, so I may be flagged as this guy actually, you know, guy pays actually has hundreds of dollars a year. Okay. And that's fine. However, true, you shouldn't get, you know, preferential treatment because of it. We're all consumers. If we've all spent money through their store, we're all consumers. Period. So, yes, I was able to get my refund back. I had to be um, a little more um, assertive than I should have been. And it aggravates me, because I'm not a big fan of Apple, that they obviously have a much better uh, vision of this than Google does. Now, I wonder how much of this is because Dantic has ties to Google. Very possible. I don't know. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're about an hour in. We're going to stop right there. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, articles to get to, things to talk about, uh, more going on. So we've got the Pokemon out of the way. I, I, I tell you, in order to fix this, Nantic needs to come out, fall on their sword, admitted they screwed this up from the ground up, offer some kind of, of, I don't know, incentive to all those people who have actually got the game and played it, Maybe more than sent to those who actually paid for something. And they need to fix the game and put it back the way it was supposed to be, the way it first started working. There's a lot that needs to go on. Stability, correcting the game. I'm not talking about adding features. At this point, it's a matter of getting the game to work with what it's got. Do that first. And the more territories you roll this out to, the more pissed off I get. Fix the shit you got out there now before you worry about giving it to everybody else. I'm sorry that the million people in Hong Kong can't play it for another month while I fix the 330 million people here in the United States who can't play it because it doesn't work. This has been an absolute awful year across the board for everything, but for game developers, you know, especially. Blizzard can't find their, their ass with both hands the way Heroes of the Storm has been run. That's another whole mess I haven't gotten into. This last two patches 
just threw everything into whack. The ranking system, it's worse now than it was. And I don't know that that was possible, but it certainly is. You got Tindalos who put out Battlefleet Gothic, who continues to have problems to the point where the game is dead. Don't take my word for it, folks. Go look at the Steam chart to see how many people are playing. It's a fucking ghost town. I haven't touched that game since the middle of June, and I have no interest in doing so. If you wanted a better example of, of you know developers just crapping all over their customers, this year's been full of it. All right, folks, we're going to take our break. When we come back, uh, articles and more to go on. See you in a few. I'm ready, Slick, are you? Oh, yeah. Take it down. Girl, I must warn you. I sense something strange in my mind. Yo. Situation is Let's kill it because we're running out of time. Tell them, Rick. It's all so beautiful. Relationships, they seem from the start.
your slick blow.
Warning, this show is intended for a mature audience only and may contain harsh language, trans fats, live nudes, and derogatory comments about your mother. Those who are easily offended or have no sense of humor are encouraged to turn off the show now. Parental discretion is advised. This is Invicta 1G of SS Radio, and you are listening to the Emperor on the Emperor's Court. He's back with the fire, and everybody's gonna burn. What if I should update that? Invicta should have uh, should update that for his new show. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Emperor's Court here on AlphaGeekRadio.com. I am your host, the Emperor, joined in studio by nobody. Uh, Lulu has been at home, although she is dead tired after driving basically a round trip of seven hours. So I've sent her off to sleep, so she will not be with us this evening. So I'll continue on with the solo show, like circa 2005, last time I started doing this on a regular basis. At some point along the way, we're going to have the whole panel back here once everybody is healthy and able to drive and get places or doesn't have to work. There is that. By the way, uh, huge props to Damon, Draymond Green of the uh, Golden State... Hello, Taz, as he jumps up here now. The uh, Golden State Warriors. Uh, the idiot went ahead and posted out some uh, uh, private pictures of himself that somehow made it off onto uh, his what Insta- Snapchat or Instagram account. At first, he claimed, oh, he got hacked. Somebody did it, and uh, they, they sent him out. It wasn't him. He just can't win. Only when people started questioning, huh, well, that doesn't really make sense because that's not how hacking works. Did he finally come out and admit, yeah, I thought I was sending that on a private message to somebody and didn't realize it had gone out to the public. My bad. So bad enough you're a dumbass who doesn't understand technology, one, but then you lie about it, two. Three, you don't make any apology for it. I understand he doesn't have to apologize, I guess. I mean, he got caught in a lie, and it's embarrassing enough showing his private stuff for the world to see. What an asshole. This is the uh, the uh, nutcracker, for those who remember, during the NBA Finals. This is the guy that, for whatever reason, just can't put his, his fists or his feet down from punching and kicking everybody else in the nads on the opposing teams. So it's good to see him taking down yet another notch. Lula says she tried one last time, and finally it's fixed. So she just reloaded for the sixth time and was able to get her Pokemon stats back. This means uninstalling and then reinstalling. Six times she had to do that. Now let's take it. Let's say it takes three times average. That's gonna eat up your data quite a bit to uninstall, reinstall, uninstall, reinstall, uninstall, reinstall, and then you hope that it works. That's the workaround. Jesus Christ. What a mess. While we're on the topic of sports real quick, uh, by the way, I, I want to give a, a, a I want to talk about real quick about a recent trade the Indians thought they had last night. Okay? If you're not a baseball fan, you're not an Indians fan, fuck off, I am. you got to deal with it. Jonathan LaCroix, who is an all-star catcher for the Milwaukee Brewers, okay? A team that is in dead last. My high school team probably has a better shot at the playoffs right now than they do made a huge deal during the offseason last year about how he wants to play for a contender. He wants to play for a winner. He doesn't want to be stuck stuck in the small, mid-market team that is in the middle of a rebuild. All right, fair enough. So the Cleveland Indians come calling. Cleveland Indians, at the moment, have the, what, best record in the American League, second best record in the American League, are in first place right now in the Central Division by four and a half games. 
have the best pitching staff in the major leagues, some of the best defense, and it's really good hitting. They are playoff bound the way they're playing right now. They are a playoff and serious World Series contender. So this douche canoe has a no-trade clause that he had put into his contract when he signed one. He's 30 years old. And he's got one more year left on his contract. At the end of this year, he has a club option for a second year, or for another year, 2017. He has eight teams on his no-trade clause, meaning there's eight teams that he will not go ahead and uh, he will not accept a trade to go to. Okay? Cleveland is on that list of people he will not be traded to because at the time, Cleveland, coming into the season, was a is a kind of the middle-of-the-road team. Had some pieces, parts, had a bunch of up-and-comers, had made the playoffs in 2013, but didn't go anywhere because we were still getting things together. Well, lo and behold, we're kicking everybody's ass this year. It's not 1995, but we're still beating ass. So we had a deal in place with the Brewers last night. They took it to him and said, here's the deal. We get all these prospects back. You get to go to Cleveland, who right now is in the playoffs. We can play 500 ball the rest of the way out, and we'll still make the playoffs. If you want to play for a contender so bad, there you go. Instead, he vetoes it and says, I refuse to take the trade. I don't want to go to a contender. Now, people were all kind of up in arms saying, well, wait a minute. Why doesn't he want to go to Cleveland? Why does he want to play? Why does he want to go for a contender? That's all he's talked about for the last year is playing for a winner. Then it starts to come out that the reason he won't go to Cleveland is because he demanded the Cleveland Indians waive the last year of his contract so that he could become a free agent. Allow me to explain. It is July the 31st that this show is being done. The season ends on September 30th. The playoffs go through October and into the very very beginning of November. So we've given up, we'll have given up four prospects, really good prospects, minor league players, we're up and comers, for a guy who will play for the Cleveland Indians for two months and then he'll leave. Why would any team in their right mind accept those terms? Nobody. So the Cleveland Indians said, no. We've got your club option for 2017, which we will exercise. He gets a million-dollar pay bump, and he plays for the Indians for another season. So basically we have him for one year and two months. Nope. He wants to be a free agent because he wants to check. He wants to cash in on a huge contract that he can play for Boston or New York or Los Angeles or Atlanta or Chicago. All that crap about playing for a winner, it's a fucking lie. It was about the money all along. And you know what? If he at least come out and had said from the very beginning, not just for the Indians, but way back last season, and said, I just want to be a free agent. I want to get paid. I just want to collect money. I might have not thought very highly of him, but at least I would have respected his opinion. He's allowed to dictate his career anytime he likes. But don't say these things. Don't tell the team you're with that you want to play for a contender. Only to have that be brought up and then say, nope, I don't want to because I want to be a free agent and they won't let me. 
Well, then when the PR started going bad on him, then his agent came out and said, well, no, 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 that's only part of it. The other part of it is that the Indians would not guarantee him as the starting catcher next year. Because our catcher right now is on the disabled list. Our catcher was having an awful year before he went on the disabled list. This is baseball. No position is guaranteed. You want to play, you prove it. If you go into spring training and you suck eggs, guess what? You're not going to be starting when the season starts. Especially a team like Cleveland, which is a mid-market team. Our window for winning a World Series is very small. Two, three years tops with the teams we have before people like him start leaving their contracts to get paid you know, $20, $30 million a year to play in one of the bigger markets. Who never actually go anywhere, but at least they get paid. Boston, mid-mar- I mean, midway right now in the, uh, the rankings. New York, garbage. The Braves, rebuilding, garbage. White Sox, garbage. Dodgers, garbage. Los Angeles Angels, garbage. All the big teams, all the big markets, and they blow. Right now, the best teams in baseball, Chicago Cubs, I know, hold your breath, the Cleveland Indians, the Baltimore Orioles, the Texas Rangers, the Mariners were there, but they kind of fell by the wayside, the San Francisco Giants, the Pittsburgh Pirates, Pittsburgh, all these mid-market teams, they're the ones with the best teams right now. So you know what, Jonathan LaCroix? Fuck you, buddy. Fuck off. Allegedly, the Texas Rangers are now in the, uh, are now trading for him. Now that the Indians are out of it, however, they're going to bring in a, they're going to give up a lot less than the Indians were, because the Rangers are not on his no trade clause, meaning they don't need his permission to trade his ass to to Texas. Because at the time, although Texas has been in control of Major League Baseball because they've been bankrupt for years. He's willing to go there. Fine. Fine. I hope the Indians face the Rangers in the playoffs. Because that right there is a storyline. What a joke. What a liar. And you can see why so many people are jaded about professional sports in this city. Or in this uh, country. Well, I just want to win. I want to be a contender. I want to. I want a ring. I want a championship. No, you don't. You want to get paid. Just say it. Say I don't give a shit where I where I play. I just want to get money. Give me a giant contract. I'll go play in bumfuck Iowa. I don't care. Just get me paid. Have the balls. Have a come out and say that. Better to at least be honest that you're a money grubbing douchebag, than be one in the closet and say and give all the platitudes. And say about how much winning means to you when you obviously don't care. Uh, For those interested, it's not just Cleveland on his no-fly list. There are other contenders out there right now that are mid-markets that he won't go to either. Because he knows that once he's free agent there, they're not going to re-sign him. He's trying to force everybody to go ahead and let him out of his contract so that he can go somewhere else to get money. You sign the contract, douchebag. 
You see it to the end. You don't get to then change and dictate it halfway through because you'd like to get paid more. It's called a contract for a reason. You agree to it, play it through. Now, on to our articles. From PCInvasion.com, StarCraft-inspired multiplayer RPG. StarCraft Universe now in open beta. Back in 2013, the StarCraft Universe Kickstarter closed, reaching its goal. And today, the StarCraft-inspired mod has entered open beta. The goal of the Upheaval Arts team was to create a StarCraft game that featured the third-person action RPG elements of World of Warcraft, which was quite a challenge to undertake. The update from the team reads as such. Quote, Today, we announced the open beta of StarCraft Universe, Beyond Coprula, and the full launch slated to release one month from now. We don't own the intellectual property on StarCraft, so we cannot sell StarCraft Universe, but we ask those who are able and enjoy what we've done to back us on Indiegogo, a platform endorsed by Blizzard for community developers to receive donations. To get started, there are currently open beta zones on Battle.net, and players will need StarCraft II installed. Note, these zones are for the U.S. only, and other regions will need to manually search in the arcade. Since the Kickstarter has closed out, there is now an Indiegogo page which is taking donations to help the developers fund the project. Here's a brief overview and a trailer. Uh, I've not watched the trailer. I'm not going to watch the trailer. I'm not playing World of StarCraft. I don't care. I find this interesting, though, they found a workaround to actually create this, considering it's Blizzard's property, and we're just a few months uh, removed from the huge debacle where they were after Nostromus and took that one down because it was playing vanilla World of Warcraft. Amp does care about the Summer Olympics. Amp is a big fan of the Olympics. I feel bad for all the athletes that have to go there into that giant cesspool of a city and try and work their way out. And I feel bad because these people put their lives, and not just them, but their families, and the coaches and the coaches' families, everybody else, they go through this to try and get in there. Dedicate their lives to competing at that kind of high level in their particular sport, and then they have to put up with this? Didn't they have some kind of New Zealand or Australian Olympian, what, last week or two weeks ago, was kidnapped by the police and ransom-backed? They had to ransom him back to his team. They're telling our swimmers not to open their mouth when they're swimming in the outdoor areas because it is full of feces. There are dead bodies washing up on the shores where they have the beach volleyball. Riots, corruption. The Australian the Australian team refused to move into their buildings in the Olympic Village because the toilets hadn't been installed. There was no running water. The one building, every time they flushed it, they would have everything that came from that toilet would then immediately fall through the floor onto the people below them. You thought Sochi was bad. This is far worse. But that's what happens when you get an ultimate, ultimately corrupt IOC. You thought FIFA had corruption problems. They have nothing on the International Olympic Committee. How else does Beijing get the fucking Winter Olympics when the average temperature in the middle of December and January, February in fucking Beijing is what? 60 degrees Fahrenheit? Oh, those Winter Olympics, you know how cold they get. Bring your uh, windbreaker. Might be a little chilly. 
Wear long pants. No, I feel bad for all those athletes from every country. And their families and their coaches and everybody else that goes into it. All that hard work is put into that. All the dedication, their hearts and souls, and this is what they have to deal with. Even if they're able to go ahead and pull off these events, the storyline isn't about the athletes anymore anyways. It's all about the absolute nightmare that they have to do this in. When your storylines are all about how you're trying not to get some kind of fecal infection from, you know, the crew or rowing or swimming or the Zika virus when you're out there doing uh, track and field, God help you. And that's without the riots, the thievings, the murders, the shootings, the corrupt police. And that's if they show up because the police made it very clear they don't want to have, have any interest in trying to police or guard the Olympics because they want to get paid more. Blizzard government, Blizzard, the Brazilian government is on the verge of collapse. They've already ousted one guy, what, not too long ago, uh, less than a month ago. But yes, Emperor is a big fan of the Olympics. Honda, there you go. I wish them, all of them, the best, but I will be watching. I missed the opening of the China games, and I'm kind of pissed off at that because I was in Baltimore at the time, and we were out walking around doing things, and I missed the whole thing. Um, I, I missed giant chunks of it while we were in, in at Otakon, and we will again this year, unfortunately. Um, but I do plan on watching it as much of it as I can. I don't think the time frames are too out of whack either. I don't, I, I, I'm not sure. I think they're a couple hours behind us. So it shouldn't be too, too bad. From VentureBeat.com, Nintendo can't count on Pokemon Go to pull itself out of the red. Shocking. As mentioned before, they don't get as huge of a kickback as we first thought. But Nintendo reported net losses for the quarter that ended June 30th, and it forecasted no change in its previous revenue projections. A clear sign is any that Pokemon Go is not a savior for its bottom line. To be clear, Niantic Labs launched Pokemon Go on July 6th after the quarter ended. Any financial benefit will come in future quarters. But Nintendo itself already clearly stated that Pokemon Go's success, which prompted a huge increase in the stock price, would yield very little financial benefit for the company. The stock promptly fell 16%, though not as far as it had risen. The question for investors is whether Nintendo has figured out the new digital platforms, such as smartphones, and if it is now in a position to turn itself around from the disastrous debut of the Nintendo Wii U game console. Gee, who predicted how much of a turd that was going to be a year and a half before it even came out, once we actually learned what was involved? All you bastards out there that kept on saying I was just being a negative Nancy, that I was willing to bear Nintendo just because I didn't like the way the Wii turned out. Well, who's laughing now? <laughs> Epic Lurker. Welcome to this year's marathon. Can our athletes survive a run through downtown with no security? This looks to be a very exciting event. Stay tuned for more of this year's, more of this year's Blood Bowl Summer Olympics. <laughs> Drew says basically everyone up. No, 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 no. I got emails 
lots of emails and comments from people defending the Wii U and Nintendo up one side and down the other. All those Nintendo fanboys out there kept on saying, oh, no, this is going to be great. It's going to revolutionize the way gaming is. They figured out the mistakes they made with the Wii. They're not going to make the same problem with the Wii U. Bango's that theory. Back to the uh, article. Nintendo said that it will it will launch its NX game platform in March 2017 globally. It will launch its Pokemon Go Plus device, a peripheral app for the mobile game. Nintendo did not provide a release date for the Pokemon Go Plus. If you've read about it, you'll know that it's a waste of money. It doesn't do anything for you. In the quarter that ended June 30, Nintendo lost 24.5 billion yen, or roughly $232 million compared to a profit of $78 million just a year ago. Nintendo said it sold 940,000 3DS hardware units in the quarter. Wow, they sold that many? Down 7% from a year ago, and 8.5 million 3DS software units up 7%. The Wii U sold 200,000 units in the quarter, down 53% from a year ago, and 4.68 million units in software. Nintendo also sold 1.7 million figures for its Amio boy or toy characters and 1.3 million card characters. Nintendo said it will release Pokemon Sun and Moon globally in November. To date, such games have sold 200 million units over the past 20 years. All right, so that's going to be a surefire hit. But that's not enough to keep the company running. NX is an expansion device for the Wii U. Drew says NX the better walk on water. You know what? I remember we did this article with Highlander some years ago where they had basically detailed out saying, even with the Wii U's failure, that Nintendo could suffer one, two, maybe three console failure launches before they finally got into actual uh, financial straits because they had such a war chest built up over the years. Yeah, the Go Plus is is going to be trash. Uh, supposedly it's some kind of Bluetooth thing that you can you know, either put on your wrist or or on your builder. It's supposed to beep when you get near a Pokemon or a Pokestop. Yeah, guess what? My phone already does that. It already vibrates and blinks. I don't need it. That and it will will uh, help pull up the ball to throw at a Pokemon if it's in you know some kind of category. Well, then shouldn't it just automatically catch the Pokemon for me if you're going to go that route? Anyways, I know it's supposed to come out, um, I believe, at the end of July. They have kicked it back, I believe, until the end of the year before you see that. And my guess is, with all the issues they are currently still having, probably not going to see that anytime soon. Unless they realize that they just need to cash in on this now before everyone realizes what a turd it's turned out to be. I suppose that's a possibility, too. If that's what happens, then Niantic Mouse will just change the name of their company because they'll never sell another product. No one will ever buy it. I sure as hell won't. Why would anybody?
September says, or I'm sorry, uh, Artemis says uh, September will be Go Plus. Their war chest is Pokemon. Nintendo can't survive a failed Pokemon launch. I don't know. I, don't know. I think we're about to see a failed Pokemon launch. Because it launched okay, and it's immediately flubbed. But yeah, it's a different story. Because people are actually spending you know, 50, 60 bucks on a game. Now, this is, correct me if I'm wrong, Nintendo Sun and Moon are just a uh, handheld game, correct? X and Y and red and gold. I, I had yellow way back in the day. I used to play on the GameCube because I had the attachment for the uh, television. I, I just don't like playing a lot of handheld games. It's too small. I prefer my screens big and my sound effect loud. Pokemon Stadium was kind of cool. Way back in the day for what? The N64, I played it. I mean, I played the card game. I didn't really play the... Uh... I wasn't into the handhelds. No, I mean handheld games, not regular games. They're not going to be for the Wii U. They're going to be for the 3DS. I'm surprised they stuck with that. It's a bad system. Really? Hang on one second, folks. Unreal. Maybe the only one down here doing the show, but I got both cats down here. I'm nervous chasing Taz, and they're racing all over the basement. They're just in front of the television, then they're behind the television, then they're fighting underneath the table, banging into the table, rocking the microphone back and forth. I don't know how you two keep getting down here. I had the door closed for a reason. Minerva's now stuck, and there goes the butt wiggle, so she's going to jump at him. He's now licking himself. Oh, she jumps across, runs over, smacks him one, two, three, four times in the face. Now she slowly walks away, twitching her tail like, take that, you bitch. Taz has run next to the bed behind the counter. He is now cowering. Minerva's now stalking again. Her tail's gone still. She's going around. Yep, she just jumped in there in between the uh, couch and the table, the counter. Smacked him again. Now she's backing up again. (laughs) All right. And now she's walking away. All right, dominance has been established, apparently. I sometimes I wonder cats are liquid she got underneath the door I'm guessing when Lulu, when Lulu came down here they somehow ran down to the basement and here comes Minerva twitching her tail triumphant she headed back upstairs now here comes Taz he's looking both ways sees the coast is clear now he's quietly slinking his way back out <laughs> Warhammer End Times Fermentide. I never got into this one. I, I, Warhammer Fantasy was never my thing. I was always a 40k guy. I've always preferred science fiction to fantasy anyways. Mystic Mim has now come down. What's up, Mim? I'm going to bed. Going to bed or in bed? Oh, uh, okay. I forgot I brought it down here when he was playing. Feeling any better? Better than not. Apparently the prince is on his way to bed. He had to stay up late. Yesterday was his birthday, so he got to stay up later than normal as we had uh, family over for the uh, cake and ice cream. I heard about this one. 
This is when you know you have far too much money and you have no idea what to do with it. Blizzard erects a Lich King statue in Taiwan to celebrate the 25th anniversary. This is from videogamer.com, although I've seen it a bunch of places. In celebration of Blizzard's 25th anniversary, the World of Warcraft maker has erected a 14-foot, 4,000-pound bronze statue of the Lich King Arthas in Taiwan. The statue was designed by Taiwanese artist Steve Wang that can be found on the Calligraphy Greenway in Taichung, Taiwan. Quote, we are thrilled to see the unveiling of Arthas, created by Taiwanese designer Steve Wang, happening in Taichung, said Mike Morhaime, also known as Satan. The statue of Arthas is not just for the 25th birthday of Blizzard, but is also our appreciation to all gaming communities in Taiwan. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's an appreciation for all gaming communities. You mean all Blizzard gaming communities in Taiwan. We are looking forward to the next 25 years of Epping gaming experiences. Just too much money. The thing is huge. Why would anybody, why would any city allow them to build a statue? Like, are they going to go into Little Italy in New York and say, hey, we want to build a 14-foot statue of Mario? Okay. <laughs> yeah, bronze is expensive. This thing's massive. Yeah, all right. Yeah, is there anything else that really grabs me if interesting? Yeah. Doom the board game? No. Lottery winner uses three hundred three million dollars for a crystal meth ring. Now I know what you're gonna say. But you know what? Let's read this. Hang on. Authorities said a Georgia man, a Georgia lottery winner's unsound investment strategy involved using his $3 million to start his own business, a crystal meth dealer. Wonder where he got that idea from. U.S. Attorney Ed Tarver said Ronnie Music Jr., 45, of Waycross, pleaded guilty to drug trafficking and firearms charges late last week in a Brunswick federal court. This is from UPI.com. Tarver said Music won $3 million from a Georgia Georgia Lottery Scratchers game in 2015 and was arrested in September of that same year when he and a group of accomplices were found with 11 pounds of crystal methamphetamine worth more than $500,000 street value that they were apparently trying to sell. Prosecutors said they also seized $600,000 in cash, firearms, thousands of rounds of ammunition, and multiple vehicles in the course of the investigation. Tarver said Music was funding the crystal meth ring by using his lottery winnings to purchase large amounts of the drug which he and his accomplices then planned to sell. Defendant Music decided to test his luck by sinking millions of dollars of lottery winnings into the purchase and sale of crystal meth. As a result of his unsound investment strategy, Music now faces decades in a federal prison. On the surface, this looks bad. And I admit that. Crystal meth, eh, not the best thing. However, was this person not following the American creed 
the capitalistic ethos that requires you to take your winnings, take what you have in capital, and invest it in creating your own business? Was he not trying to follow that most American of dreams? To become a small business owner himself? He didn't just take that and get himself a bunch of marijuana and hose, put himself on a yacht out in the Atlantic? No. He tried to build it, expand it, make his own company. There was obviously a niche in the market that he was trying to fill. He found a supplier. He bought supply and was selling it for a profit. Oh, you may say criminal. You may say lifetime in prison. I say American hero. He embraces what we would wish everybody would do. Invest your money. Make something out of it. Build upon it. He clearly was employing other people. They said accomplices. He was putting people to work. Somebody had to make those guns and thousands of rounds of ammunition and vehicles. Somebody had to make that crystal meth. He wasn't making it himself. He was buying it from someone else. That keeps people in business. That creates jobs. You can't see it, but I'm shaking my head in disappointment. This man deserves a pat on the back for a job well done. Not going to prison, be anally raped for the next 30 years. Small comfort, I guess, while you're being sodomized. Yeah, I know, Taz. It's not fair. It's not fair. I got nothing. <laughs> oh, now what? People text me for some reason they can't get into the chat. Uh, okay. At any rate, ladies and gentlemen, that's most of what I wanted to get to tonight. Um, yeah, we're only do about an hour and forty-five tonight. Once we do all the post game, everything else, Morning. but. This show is intended Okay, that's for not what should be playing. Let's eject that and get back to this again. There we go. Anyways, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. Uh, I know we got off to a late start because I was trying to get around that uh, new Windows 10 update error that it occurred. But I think we got around it okay. Um, I want to thank... Uh, Octail, unfortunately, was not able to get us a You've Been Told this week. Uh, he has some technical issues that he's working on. So, no, you've been told. I want to thank uh, Kalilu, our uh, content contributor, and usually a forum moderator. I know she was busy going to movies tonight. Uh, providing the articles, we thank her. I want to thank our um, social media expert, the person who runs Emperor's Court, uh, for the most part, Facebook, Scrub Puffy. My thanks go to Gnomewise, who runs AlfiqueRadio.com for hosting us. If you are interested in giving it a go and trying your own podcast and or videocast, you may do so. Starting at like 15 bucks a month, that gets you to the front door to at least start it. It's a lot of fun. It's something you should give it a go. Worst case scenario, you end up sucking. No one's going to hear it anyways. Try it. Uh, programming note again for that August 14th show. We will not be on the air. Don't be surprised. Don't send any evil tweet, tweets and texts and emails. Now you're in your shows, Donna. What the hell? There's no show. We will be in Baltimore and Oticon. 
on. I do not do shows on site anymore. Hotels. Yes, the evil Minerva is gone, so do not come up here onto the table. Why don't you go sleep with your mother? She's upstairs. Go. Why do you have to vex me so much? Oh, by the way, if anybody had... I meant to get to this. Might as well just get a little blurb in here. Ghostbusters has been officially declared a box office flop. It needed roughly $350 to $400 million to break even. At current, it is a worldwide total of $150 million. It will not even come close to breaking even between all the marketing as well as the budget. Maybe Sony will learn something from this. I don't think so. I'm not holding my breath, but maybe they will. So, having said that, um, there's nothing else going on that I have to promote or plug. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Emperor's Court, as well as on Facebook, Emperor's Court as well. Don't forget patrons, patreon.com, if you want to get all the extra bonus stuff that we don't put up here uh, for your mere mortals and weak-ass peasants. Give us your money, patreon.com. I'll have something up for you before I go on... uh, Hiatus for the uh, Baltimore trip. I'll have something else up there for you as well. You lovely, lovely patrons. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's pretty much it. Uh, Bad manners are better than no manners at all. So long, everybody.